Welcome to the HDFS Careers Podcast, the podcast featuring informal conversations with family science majors about their professional journeys. My name is Erica Jordan. I am super excited to be returning after a long hiatus due to several unexpected personal events and professional responsibilities. Please be aware that this episode was recorded during 2021, so some references to current events or the professional's life might be dated. Regardless, I'm sharing the interview with you because it still contains a wealth of insight and inspiration. Today, I will be sharing my interview with Anacleta C. Schmidt, also known as Annie. Annie earned a bachelor's degree in child development from San Diego State University. She also earned a master's degree in early childhood mental health and a graduate certificate in early childhood socio-emotional behavior regulation intervention specialist, or the ECCBRIS, from San Diego State University. During this interview, she discusses her work as a mental health program specialist for Head Start with a nonprofit organization in San Diego, California, and her professional experiences to date. As is true for all interviews on this podcast, Annie's views are her own as a private citizen and do not reflect the views of her current, former, or future employers. Without further ado, here is her interview. Well, welcome to the podcast, Annie. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here, and I know that students across the country are going to really enjoy hearing your story. I want to just start um, by, can you first tell me how you first found the field of HDFS? I know that you majored in child development from SDSU, um, so how did you find your way into that major? Oh, it's actually quite interesting because I have always wanted to be a teacher. I just appreciated my experience in elementary school. My kindergarten teacher had such a huge impact on me as a young child. And um, I always wanted to, I wanted to be like her. And then as I continued through my elementary education and I was asked, what did you want to be? I was like, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher. So I kind of knew I wanted to be a teacher. I want, I always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher because of that experience I had and working with young children because I just enjoyed being a child, I think was first and foremost. And so um, I just seemed to connect with kids and just throughout my growing up. Um, and so I wanted to be a teacher and I, you know, before doing that, you know, you had to try a couple other fields. And so my family wanted me to be a nurse. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take a couple of those classes. Um, but it just wasn't, it wasn't speaking to me. And so when I was um, during my community college journey, I had taken a child development class and I was like, okay, this is what I want to know. This is, this is working with children. Okay. So then um, I transferred to San Diego state as a liberal studies major. And so when I was there, um, and taking those classes, I kind of wasn't feeling it. It was more like they were teaching me how to be a teacher. And I really wanted to know how did children learn? Cause that's what my thinking. I'm like, I can't teach them if I don't know how they learn. Mm -hmm. So then the, I spoke to the counselor and they're like, oh, you want child development. And I'm like, okay, well then that's, cause again, I took that early childhood education, child development class at the junior college. And um, I knew that I was going to take some of those classes in level studies, but I really needed to immerse in the field. And so that's where my journey began. And so when I transferred majors, I decided to take um, most of my undergrad actually at the neighboring community colleges, as well as um, 
taking classes at state. So it was just kind of like making sure I didn't miss any opportunities to take the classes because, you know, sometimes they get full right away or, you know, they're only offered during some of the semesters. And so that's pretty much how I entered um, the major of child development. Okay. And tell me about your, you mentioned uh, the junior college or the community college that you attended. Um, which, what institution was that? And tell me about your decision to go to the community college. Okay, absolutely. Well, when I first graduated from high school, um, I already knew that I was going to stay home and attend the community college there. And actually that one was um, Hartnell College. And so lots of great experiences there, but it was, my plan was to transfer to a four year. So um, from Hartnell, I was there for two years and I enjoyed that as well because I was an athlete. I was a student athlete as well. So I played sports there. What, what then, sport did you play? Oh, I played, I played softball and I played basketball. Oh, cool. And in my earlier years, I also had volleyball under my belt, but during high school it was mostly um, softball and basketball. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so, um, so from Hartnell, um, I transferred to um, Cuesta College, which is in San Luis Obispo. And I had the idea that I was going to transfer into Cal Poly because that's, you know, it's two hours from my hometown, which is Salinas. And, um, but under a liberal studies major, it's clearly impacted. So in any case, that journey when I was ready to transfer from Cuesta, oh, and I did receive my associates there in general studies. Okay. And um, from there, I, I transferred to San Diego State, um, as I mentioned, for liberal studies and then changed majors to child development. And um, yeah. So the, so you transfer and you uh, tell me about what your experience is like with the classes within the child development major. Um, just anything you'd like to share about your experience as a student um, within that major at SDSU. And then if you can share anything else about your college experience, like did you continue to play sports in college for that time or did you work outside of classes or were you involved in any other student organizations? Just anything you want to share about your experience inside and outside of the classroom. Okay. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely re recognize the shift automatically with the classes I was taking versus the liberal studies major. Um, it was all about, you know, child development and it was early childhood. It was, there was a lot of hands-on experience working with young children. Um, it was really great. I just, the faculty was awesome and it was just their tone of way of teaching too. And um, I just remember feeling comfortable in my classes and excited and, and ready to learn. And um, during my college experience, um, the first year there, I did play intramural sports. And so I played softball and basketball again. And so that was a great experience. I made, I met one of my um, first friends here in San Diego. And so, um, and she's, uh, she's a family member now. And so that's a whole nother story. But in any case, um, <laughs> I always call it the love story. Um, and so we, I, I'm sorry. So we, I say we, because we played intramural sports then too, during um, that early year, that first year. But um, yeah, I worked pretty much as um Again, I was probably, you know, I was a transfer student, so I was a little bit older. Um, and I pretty much that first year I got, I found a college, it was called College Park Preschool. And at the time, I'm not sure if they changed their name, but it was a little preschool kindergarten right across the street from San Diego State. And so I was like, well, 
you know, I need to be working with young children. And so I got hired there as a teacher assistant. And so while I was working there, I also was working at the associated students at SDSU on campus. And that really helped me because um, while I was working there, and I guess it never came up that I was working on another preschool, but when my supervisor found out, she's like, did you know we have our children's center? You should be working there too. And so I applied and got hired on there as a teacher assistant. And so during my undergrad, I was working as a preschool teacher or assistant teacher at the time. Um, and then when I started to get ready to graduate, I, um, I stepped out of the classroom so I can focus on my classes. Mm -hmm. And then I took on a part-time job in the office. So I got to learn, I had the opportunity to learn a lot about the admin part of being in a preschool. So that was really a great experience as well. Um, I did leave the first preschool job because then I was offered a head teacher at the time um, master teachers now what it's um, called, but offered that position. And so I took that on. So I, during, again, my um, college experience, right after I graduated, I um, was offered the lead teacher position. And so I continued working as a preschool teacher for the faculty staff children's center is what it was called at that time. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, I think it's great that you like said, Hey, I'm really interested in working with kids. This is my major. Um, I always encourage students if they can get hands on work experience, especially if they have to work, if they, why not make it related to the, what they want to do. And so um, it's great that you sought out that um, position at that first preschool. And then you said you found out about the on campus preschool through your work with the what was it Asso associated association of students or what, associated what was students yes it's as and so it's um pretty much the program for students and it's just has all the gosh to recall back it's like um it's like the student center okay right? okay the main so it was um associated students and i worked in the um office of the student body okay so like where a lot of the um i want to say the lead managers the coordinators the um president of associated students like all of that department okay that's a really neat yeah. experience as well then you were able to get that experience um behind the scenes at the second preschool um yes. where you were working in the in the office as well and how long did you did you do that did you work kind of in the main office um well that was actually for the last year prior to graduation okay. um so during that whole time i was in the classroom prior to that so mm -hmm. I ended up leaving associated students and working two part-time preschool jobs, the one at the College Park and at the faculty, uh, faculty staff children's center. And then when um, a position came up for the lead, I ended up taking that, um, I guess it's part-time, but it was full-time, meaning I let go of my um, College Park preschool job. And so I could focus over at the faculty staff children's center. And so I was there um, as the lead teacher and um, I was working with the twos. I also had the experience of working with the, the toddlers. And um, during that whole time, um, again, taking classes. And so um, going to school, so applying everything I was learning as well as in the classroom and also um, working towards uh, my child development permit. That's another um, credential for early childhood education. And then um, towards, my, um, towards the end of my, um, program, I decided to 
um, take an opportunity to work in the main office because I wanted to still stay connected mm -hmm. to the preschool and um, it was just an opportunity to learn more admin too. I, I got to work with the director and so I was an office assistant. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the Children's Center, um, the Faculty Asked Children's Center and I was an office assistant at Associate Students. So once um, I started working in the field, I decided to let go too of, um, I had, you know, transition basically. I got all the experience I could from AS and then I, I was still a part of AS because the Faculty Staff Children's Center is actually still part of the Associated Students. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Still within that kind of umbrella. So tell me about, you said at some point you're working two part-time jobs at, these, at this Child Development Center while you're going to class, while you're going to school. So tell me about like, what was it like balancing that <laughs> um, <laughs> how, how did you manage that yeah it was tough as a young adult right you're you're experiencing you're trying to experience the college experience but you're also uh, focusing on your future and it was challenging um again working different schedules so it was like originally part-time at one school part-time at another school and so when i was able to just really work at one school and again it was what's what's being offered because the children's centers at sdsu are also um, practicum sites right for all okay. the students so in addition to um myself being a student, I was in a different role. I was actually a preschool teacher. Um, I didn't have um, the opportunity to, to be a practicum student at that center. There was two different centers. There was one on campus and one off campus. Mm -hmm. And so I was the one off campus. And so um, we had a lot of students that were um, coming in and doing their hands-on uh, practicum. Um, and also, you know, so supervising students as well, which was a great opportunity that is just something I really take with me still and um, so during that time it was just it was hard because again you're going to school so it's like I'm working in the daytime possibly depending on the hours that are available and when I say daytime I'm sorry morning versus afternoon um, but and taking night classes um, was another challenge too so and what was great about it is that they were very flexible in the sense of they knew that we were student first. And so making sure that our classes, um, you know, accommodating those schedules. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of balancing schedules. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. And yeah. you said now with the, you were actually supervising students who were coming in and you said that that was really rewarding. What was it that you enjoyed so much about that? Um, just seeing not only just right we're in the field watching children learn, but watching young adults learn mm -hmm. and learning how to interact with children and, um, you know, for hearing their stories as well, where it's like, oh, I've never worked with children. Um, and so it's kind of like, okay, so this is an opportunity to help guide them. Yeah. And again, wanting to be a teacher, you have that feeling too of teaching yourself. And so it was just a great opportunity for me to also share my passion and to, to impact not only just the students and the families that I was working with, meaning the children and the families, but also these, these up and coming professionals becoming teachers as well, or whatever journey they took, but that experience working with young children. Yeah, yeah, that is that is really exciting. Yeah, to be part of that uh, transition, especially for somebody who says that they've never worked with kids before. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so something else I wanted to ask you. Let me think for a second. Um, you mentioned working both of those positions. You mentioned your practicum. Oh, okay. So 
you all did, you all had to do a practicum, it sounds like. Did you all have to do an internship as part of your um, major requirement? Um, okay, so for undergrad, there wasn't necessarily an intern position. It was more of, depending on your classes, there was um, like labs. Okay. And so there you would be required to work in um, childhood, uh, early childhood settings. And so um, again, I took some most of my um, undergrad at the junior colleges, so which was another opportunity for me to go into the community mm -hmm. and learn about different preschools. Um, so typically, I mean, not typically, but I should say there an opportunity for child development students is to, of course, use the um, Children's Center as their practicum sites, um, which is so helpful. And so um, I also had the opportunity to actually do my practicum in the community, so different preschools throughout the area. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. You have to see a lot of um, preschool settings. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you transition into um, this full-time position right after college, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about, tell me about that transition for you from um, becoming a, from a, from a student employee to a full-time employee. What was that right. like? And what was your daily work oh, like? It was, of course, naturally amazing, right? It's like the dream job. You graduate, you go right into your teaching, what you've been working hard to do. Yeah. And it was it was just that rewarding experience. And it was familiar. Again, I was already enmeshed in the field. And so the transition was quite smooth and just welcoming because again, you're now um, a full-time faculty or full-time staff, I should say. And so um, it was, again, it just is a continuing extension of what I was already doing. And so again, that pre-planning, that um, having that vision, right, of what you want to do and then doing it. And so when you graduate and that opportunity comes, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is this is it, right? I've, yeah. I've done it. I've worked so hard to get here. And so it was really great. I, I appreciated that experience because I learned so much, not only about myself, but really about where I was at, you know, I, I was a student for so long. Um, here I now, here I am now. I have insurance. Like that was one of the yeah. big <laughs> when you leave college and you have a, a, a quote unquote real job, right? This full time job. You have insurance. It was just like, oh wow. Like I was officially an adult, right? Like yeah. in those. Things. But um, it was just really great, and it was um, a great experience too. Learning from other teachers. Again, like I feel like I'm just. A, a professional student, a lifelong yeah. student. And so it's like, you're just constantly learning. And so, um, so many people have, um, have influenced and have contributed to, to my experience in, in early childhood education. And I remember um, one person telling me, you know, you're going to experience so many different teachers and learning styles, but take the ones that, that you know, that feels good to you Right. And, and and create and develop that into your um, style, right? Into your vision. And so I was able to do that from everybody I've learned to, you know, and, and it was great to identify all the similarities as well. Like in, you know, in some of the differences, there's all these different learning experience that you have when you are actually out there now in the working field or even during the practicums, but just being in the, in the I say the field, but being in those environments is, is really, a huge learning and rewarding experience. Yeah, and so tell me, what was your day-to-day -day, like work, your typical work day like at that um, particular position? At that point, okay. So um, I was different. I was the opening teacher, 
Okay. So you would pretty much open the site um, and you there's students, student teachers were there too. And so it's training them and um, also just giving them their responsibilities to help contribute to the, the function of the center and your classroom. So there's, you know, lesson planning um, for the day for, for your students that are coming in. And I really enjoyed that. Um, at that time, because it was still very new. And you know, you're like, okay, I get to plan all these different activities for the kids and having the goal like, okay, so I'm gonna prepare fine motor activities. And it's just the setup of your environment. Yeah. And I think I was just like, I know that I wanna welcome the families in. I know that a lot of our families are either faculty or staff from San Diego State. So they're in a hurry too, and they're busy with their schedules. And um, so it's like, we have this routine where you're coming in and you're welcoming the children kind of getting that, you know, how are they, you know, that check-in in the morning, how they're doing, and then helping them transition to an activity. And it was so smooth. I just remember it being, um, you know, the children already were prepared to, they knew what the routine was, and it was allowing them to have a choice as well. Mm -hmm. So there was different activities, but just for that morning drop-off, right, because that starts your day. And it helps starts the, the child's day as well. And, and the parents' day, like knowing, okay, my child's good to go, right? And they're, they're going off to work now and they can focus. And so um, being able to welcome the children. And again, not all mornings were, you know, smooth. There was those ones that were a little bit more challenging as well, which I think that those different experiences kind of led me down my journey. But um, that, you know, welcoming children and when those um, children that had more, a little bit more difficulty with that, you know, trying to help them find what they needed in that moment, whether it just be still being held for a little bit longer, or they just needed to express their feelings and their emotions of being, you know, angry or sad that they have to leave mom or dad or um, their family member, and then helping them transition and giving them that space. And when they were ready, they chose their activity and started their day. So that started the morning part. So sorry if I'm getting all technical. No, <laughs> no, that, that, no, that's actually, it's so funny. I was just on the phone with um, a friend who is getting ready to transition uh, her child to um, childcare for the first time. And we were just, yeah, just talking uh -huh. about it. We were talking about, um, yeah, how drop-off can be in the beginning, especially, um, you uh -huh. know, while they're adjusting, um, especially, you know, at certain ages, you know, they're more sensitive. Um, to being left <laughs> and and then um, and then also you mentioned about the environment and you know we were just talking about different places and I was talking about um, the importance of that environment and that really the way in which the teacher sets up the environment really mm -hmm. shapes the uh, experience you know it, it can really create a calming or focused experience or an exciting experience and that's just so important and um, you're right, so much planning goes into that um, on the teacher's end, like before the children ever arrive. Right, exactly. The whole experience of their day, what they're doing and all the transitions. And again, um, I have the toddlers. So there's potty training happening at the same time too. So it's just, I just, I'm so fascinated with the early years because there's just so much growth happening yeah. and little, these little, little people who are under five years old. And so yeah. it's just amazing to watch. So yeah, the routines was very key for young children. Yeah, Liz, absolutely. Um, okay, and so how long do you end up staying in this particular role? Um, I was there for seven years. Okay. Seven years. Yes. And it was a transition because, um, so 
during the faculty, staff, children's center and the um, campus children, during my time there, we had merged and um, we, we developed, there was a development of one big children's center. So the children's center now on campus um, was not there before. <laughs> and so that was very new. There was two separate children's centers. Um, and so there was the, the merge. And so we moved into our new facility, which was that in itself was a great experience as well um, to be able to be part of that, to see that and the groundbreaking. I mean, all these different, uh, different experiences from that. Um, but I was there for seven years. And then I, I reached a point where, I was, there was a little bit of burnout. I noticed myself um, mm -hmm. because I, again, I probably wasn't being true to my, you know, lifelong student. And so I was like, I need to go back to school. That was my desire at that time. And I'm like, okay, I've reached where the, the highest level I can in this position. And so I, I really wanted to go back to school. And so um, I took that time off. So I, it's kind of like I, I resigned and um, I took a year off and I applied to, I thought at the time, I knew I wanted to stay in the field of um, child development, but somewhere along the line, someone mentioned that, oh, you can't major in the same major that you had for undergrad. And so that kind of stuck on me for some reason. I'm not, I don't recall who said that, but so I was like, okay, well then, um, you know, all the different professionals I've learned, I've experienced through my undergrad, I was like, okay, you know, I like school psychology. So I applied to school psychology and I did not get in and I was devastated. And so I thought, oh no, like, you know, what am I going to do? And um, I decided, I was like, well, I have to work. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I, I, I think that year and that experience um, looking back now, of course, is has was meaning very meaningful because it gave me the opportunity to uh, work in a different field. So I was a, a nanny and I called it a personal, you know, private child care, personal, <laughs> a private child care provider, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, because I wasn't just your, your, you know, I was planning your activities for the day. Right. Like mm -hmm. I was letting the parents know that, you know, we're, we're just not just hanging out or whatever, you know, that's that what's that called where they said oh baby so like babysitter yes that nothing against babysitting but, but yeah you were being yeah. very intentional about the yes. activities yes absolutely and so um I did that for one family and then you know thankfully that family shared it with another family so now here I am in this role again where I'm like part two you know two jobs technically mm -hmm. right two yeah. different families and they're sharing me and you know Monday through Friday I mean Monday Wednesday Friday with one and so forth and it was just such a great experience um because I got to work with infants um and I got to work with toddlers and so it and it was now looking back at it it was like a little pre you know introduction to parenting right yeah. and so um I got to see a little bit of that and so during that experience, I was, you know, trying to focus on where am I going to do? Am I going back to school? Um, I need to go back to work. And so um, I remember during undergrad, there was a job fair. And so um, at SDSU, and I remember um, taking some of, you know, some flyers from a program. And I thought, wow, this program seems pretty good. They're, they seem to be the higher paying of most of the programs that were already at that fair. And mm -hmm. so um I remember going back to that folder because I was ready. I was like, okay, I, I need to go back to work. Um, well, you know, since that first um, applying for grad school didn't work out for me. So I needed to um, go back to work. And so I went and I was looking through this. And so that's when I um, 
applied for my current uh, organization, a nonprofit organization that I work for right now, and it's a Head Start program. And so um, the entry, the position I was hoping to get was a program specialist. So again, I was looking for growth from where I was already at. I was already a master teacher and I had already trained student teachers and things like that. And so I wanted to kind of step outside of that and mm -hmm. um, explore other areas. And so um, when I applied for that position, unfortunately there was not one um, open at that time. Again, I was it was probably a year already, right? From those flyers. And so um, something very helpful that that HR person told me was, you know, take, um, you know, we have some teacher positions open. So why don't you take that, learn a little bit about the program. Um, and there's always opportunities to apply for other positions. And so I did. And so I took on a teacher role and I immediately was placed and um, there was lots of positions for that. And so I was placed in the classroom. Um, right away. And it was, a, that was a great experience too, because it was temporary. It was just for the summer program mm -hmm. at that time. And, and I got to use a lot more of my Spanish speaking skills uh, for that community. So that was really great. And then from there, I learned more about the organization. And again, the people that I experienced just for that two months um, taught me a lot too. And so I learned more about um, that you can actually have a say. There was a survey that can request on like what areas you want to work at and options. And I was like, wow, options. Okay. So then I completed that. And then I was able to work in another community here in San Diego. And so again, I was still a teacher. I went from one school to another school and I was at that school. Gosh, I can't even, I don't remember all the, the number of years, but I just remember my positions there at that school. So I started off as a Head Start teacher. And then I did that for a couple of years. And then I had the opportunity to become an early Head Start teacher there and which was great because I wanted to work with toddlers again um, and the head start is uh, three to five and okay. so um, early head start is 18 months and below um, 18 months to three and so I was an early head start teacher and um, during that time that my site that I was at was quite large and there was different supervisors going through there and aka um, child well, I'm sorry, center directors or site supervisors, they're called now. And so um, I, one of my site supervisors um, offered a position, which was, um, she was developing the position actually of assistant um, site supervisor there. So I had already taken on a role as second in command, which is, you know, when the site supervisor's not there, you're in charge pretty much, but you're still in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so um, I applied for that position and thankfully, I, I got that position. And so I was an assistant site supervisor for that same school that I was already the early Head Start teacher, Head Start teacher there. And um, there's oh, interesting enough in that journey. Um, I, was, I remember being there and hearing about the graduate certificate program for SDSU. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is my opportunity to go back to school. Right, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I'm wanting to go back to school. But also prior to that, I had, um, I had gotten married. So during my years at this one preschool, um, I had got, I, 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 mar I got married. I also just had my first child. And so at that time, there was two opportunities that came up ironically at the same time where I, I was being um, asked if I was interested in running um, my, being a site supervisor for a, a toddler program, mm -hmm. or also going into the certificate program for SDSU. And I was just like, oh, I really want to do that. But then 
I, you know, my first role was mom and I, I just started this mom role. So I, I had to make that tough decision then to, to say pass or, you know, no, thank you, thank you. Um, but stayed very much connected to every all the individuals that um, had brought those opportunities. And interesting enough, several years later, another opportunity came up where I can be, um, I was, well, interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to be um, a site supervisor for my own school. There we go. And so at that same time, I was, um, that conversation started coming up. I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so wow. for my second child. So that was just all these wonderful feelings happening, right? Just all wrapped up together. And um, so that was a huge experience too for myself. Because again, I knew that I wasn't ready all those other times. And so um, this time I knew I was ready after, you know, continuing to learn from, of course, all my mentors, site supervisors. And so um, I took on that role and I was a um, site supervisor for that school for about four years, I think five years. I, I don't have, the, again, the numbers um, specifically down, but I know that during that opportunity, um, we had coaching at our site because we were part of this um, program that was called QPI. And forgive me, I don't recall the actual quality. I've heard of QPI before. Yeah, yeah, quality quality. yeah. yeah. Something so um, and so part of that, you know, providing coaching for our staff, for the teachers, and also for um, the site supervisors. So there was one time I would just remember um, doing some reflecting with my coach at the time, and we were talking about me going back to school. And I didn't share before too. There was some time in my journey I had also um, reapplied to Alliant University, mm-hmm. and because oh, again, I didn't share this too. I as I was working with families during this whole time, um, again, I'm working with children, but I'm working with their families. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm working with these families, I'm noticing a lot of this, these experiences of learning about the families, not the parents, right? The adults and the, and during that time as a site supervisor, I noticed myself having more conversations, being in my office more work, you know, listening to these families and, um, seeing how I can help them because they're coming to my office because they need some help for their child that may be experiencing something or they themselves are experiencing. Because again, Head Start is a program for children. But it's, a, it's a program for children and families. And so um, during that time, I thought, you know, and I remember it lingering in my head like, oh, I want to be a, um, a marriage and family therapist. Right? Cause I'm like, oh, that's in the field, right? Of families and, and children. But then I learned really quickly the child development part isn't right it it isn't doesn't it's a small part of the nft field and so but again i was like oh i need to go back i want to go back to school and i considered pacific oaks college which was in pasadena Mm -hmm. um but they also had like um little programs in different cities um there was also alliant university and so i applied there and i did not get in either so that was two kind of like strikes on my my record here and I'm like oh gosh it's not for me it's not gonna happen you know but I gotta keep on moving forward so I just kept on going and so um as I was you know working as a site supervisor during this time and getting the coaching um it came back up and and she asked me she's like what's holding you back and I said and I really had to sit there for a second and ask myself what is holding me back and um it was myself right and all these things that i was thinking, which I didn't know then, but know now. And so, um, and so I 
I just went for it. And she's like, well, what did you want? What do you want to do? And I was like, well, you know, I think I should check SDSU. I've always wanted to go back to SDSU. And I really um, came face to face with that thing that said to me many years before about you can't be in that same field. And I'm like, why can I not be in that same field? That I love that field, right? right. <laughs> so I've never heard of that before, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, maybe it was just that one experience that unfortunately, yeah. you know, but it was that epiphany in that moment, right? Where you're just like, oh, I love that field. Why am I not going back to that field? Right. So I just I went for I started doing research. Just like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I'm gonna see if that was my first goal, right? Those were the little baby steps that I really appreciate because it's the littlest things that get you there, right? So it's just as much as the goal of looking it up, right? Just going to the website and accomplishing that experience. So I just went on the SDSU website and I was like looking like what's going on here? And it was just in time for me to kind of submit an application for the, the graduate program that I had passed on a couple of years before. And so um, I applied. And I was so nervous and um, thankfully I got in. <laughs> and yeah. so it was just so great. And I was like, oh my gosh, here I am. I'm going back to school. You know, I, yeah. um, it was just that, that long, long, long time awaiting experience again, right? So yeah. going back and I just love SDSU. I came to San Diego to go to school at SDSU. So it was just um, like a welcome back experience, right? So just yeah. going back. And that was just so wonderful. And that was for the uh, early childhood, social, emotional, behavior, regulation, intervention specialist. Yes, that long, wonderful title. Yes. Um, which, it, I mean, each, each part of that is just, it was just so amazing. It was just like this, when I was in that program, it really, um, what's the word? I want to say um, bridged, like it bridged this gap, right? It had this early childhood component, but then there's this, early childhood mental health component to it that just really I didn't know in my early education years right like here I am in the field but there was this whole mental health you know cloud or you know it, I mean it's the little children have these brains the families have all these experiences so it was just a really huge eye-opening for me and as I was just there at orientation and just feeling so excited and happy and then you know reconnecting with actually a former co-worker um, who worked for the same nonprofit organization and so you know here I am going through this journey and seeing you know others who I know too going down this path and knowing others who have also completed this certificate too um, was just really great and then learning more about the master's program I was just like what there's a master's program now and um, it prepares you for the LPCC program which is the licensed professional clinical counselor uh, licensure and I was like no way like I remember just wanting to be an MFT right like that was something I had wanted to do but then it just wasn't fully what embracing everything and here the LPCC program was you know developing here at SDSU so I was just like what <laughs> like amazed was really, really amazed in that moment at orientation because, you know, we're, we're there for the graduate certificate. But um, what was great about that program is there's the graduate certificate and then also, also the master's students were there for child development and then also the master's students for the um, early childhood mental health were there too for the LPCC program. So I just got to learn so much in just that one orientation. And I started to see like the opportunities that could happen. And so I was like, okay, hold on, let's, 
you know, just going back to school after so many years, like, let's do the certificate. And it was just such a great experience. I learned so much um, just in those two semesters. And the opportunity came up again, where it's like, I need to apply, right, for the master's program. And it was, it was a, I want to say they only took about 16 students mm -hmm. for this program. And so to, to finally, to know, to that moment where I learned I got accepted, because you go on a blackboard and you check every time, like, is it in there? Is it say, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, and it just said accepted. And I could not, I'll never forget that experience. I was just, and it was in a, again, sorry, I'm, I'm talking about so many different things, but actually I'm not sorry. Thank you for listening no. to my story. But, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, that experience, like I had this um, uh, experience where I had just left a doctor's office right? And I had, I had gotten in a car accident at the end of the graduate program. And um, that experience in itself, I think uh, being in the graduate certificate program helped me because of my mental health experience I got just in those two semesters, mm -hmm. helped me um, manage the trauma during that time. Mm -hmm. And not only that for my child too, um, she was in the car as well. And we're okay. But you know, I went to the doctor's office and it was just I, and when I left, I was just so um, the word depleted, maybe just so frustrated, upset that the doctor really wasn't hearing me. Um, kind of a little bit like, okay, well, you'll be fine kind of thing, but not really understanding my emotional part yes. of that. And so it's great to hear now that how doctors, you know, they are more aware and working on that area, I should say now. Um, so I had that experience. And so, and I remember telling my husband, I was on the phone with him and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to, you know, I got to go to school. I got class and um, I was like, I'm going to grab something to eat and then, you know, I'll call you later. And so I'm like, okay, well, while I'm waiting in my little drive-through line at my favorite taco shop, right by SDSU um, <laughs> and they, I just go on Blackboard real quick. And immediately I saw that and I could not believe, right? The emotions that I just was experiencing right there, right? Like I was just talking about the experience from my doctor's office right. and of like just sadness. And then seeing my acceptance on Blackboard. Elation, <laughs> yes. Yes, it was just like, oh my gosh. So I just called my husband back. I'm like, I got in. He's like, no way. Oh my god! Like it just was that. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yes, I'm like I'm giving myself the chills again. Oh my goodness! But yeah, so um, sorry, I went, I jumped with you know the graduate certificate program into the master's program, which is just amazing because it is. It's like the intro. It prepared me for the master's program, and yeah. that was just an amazing experience from a whole nother level of just being able to experience the undergrad there. And then, I mean, it was. I mean, again, undergrad many years prior, and then working in the field for many years in between, and then going back to school and getting this opportunity to really, again, I, I knew I had this feeling of wanting to work with families and children, but just in a different capacity. Right, right. right. And that actually um, goes so, back to what you were saying earlier. I know the, um, well, first of all, yes, this idea that you got a little bit derailed just it can go to show it can go to show you um, it goes to show you how like yeah little things sometimes can throw us off um, and can can be discouraging and like we have to be I try to be super careful when I'm talking to my students but you know nobody's perfect so I'm sure I've said things that I shouldn't have said <laughs> at times but uh, but yeah like you know this idea that 
you you can't get your graduate degree in the same field like I mean and like the fact that that kind of had you a little bit derailed you know just hearing that and how things will stick with people and Mm so um right but it's it's inspiring to know that you know the ship will always write itself so to speak you know you you found your way yeah you know you you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you will Mm -hmm. find where you're supposed to be even if you got thrown off just a little bit um and I'm also struck by the fact that you know you were experiencing a little bit of burnout um, Mm. after working for seven years in at the child development center on campus like working as a master teacher there um and you, you enjoyed it, but, you know, I do know that burnout feeling, like I've experienced it before, and it is heavy, (laughs) you know, it it can be difficult to, um, to cope with, and so um, it's interesting to me, though, that you were able to kind of, I guess, shift the environment a little bit, I guess I'm wondering how you came to get through the burnout and still be working within the same field, you know, mm. you know, because you yeah. still ended up ultimately kind of providing childcare in a different environment in the, mm. in the private setting. And then you also then went on to work for Head Start as a teacher as well. And so I'm wondering, you know, what was it about those experiences that allowed you to successfully push through that burnout and remain in a relatively similar field? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, you mentioned environment. I think, um, again, I was a student for many years. Yeah. Um, and then I continued to work in the field. And, um, you know, it's that, that feeling of wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that, you know, like, is that question like, oh, is this where I'm going to stay? Maybe, if that's, you know, the feeling, but there was a lot of stuff going on where it was just, um, I guess, the routine. Mm -hmm. It's like different routines. And I think really looking back at it now was um, the desire to wanting to go back to school. Yeah. And feeling a little stuck. Yeah. Right. Because of that commitment that I had. And then, of course, at that time thinking, like, could I balance it? Of course, I could balance it. But really taking a break. I really look back at it. It was a break. Right. I, I was working full time. And I didn't have a break in between um, graduation at that time. And so it was working for many years already and really looking at myself and who I was as a person and how I was feeling too, right? And so um, being brave enough to make those changes, I think that is speaking of bravery. I mean, courage, because again, I was, I was derailed and I like how you said that, Um, you know, I went down a different path and to to be able to come back from that takes courage, right? Yeah. And, and I found that courage. And so um, that early on, you know, going and looking at the experience I had as a teacher, um, I, it could have been the routine because I'm looking, you know, thinking about back that at that time and thinking, what was it that I needed? And I knew what it was. I wanted to go back to school, hence taking the break and physically having to take the break, like remove myself from this position to open up the space to focus again. And, um, and that took a lot of, I was, I was very afraid because I'm like, well, I'm a young adult. I'm, you know, I need to have a job, but thankfully at that moment, you know, I still had the opportunity to take that break and explore my other options. And one was the schooling. Um, and so when you, we talk about that experience of burnout is 
it's when you have, a, I guess, the awareness that you're experiencing it, because most of the time you're unaware of it right. and you continue that routine. So, and I, I have to also give thanks to people who I spoke to along those lines, like coworkers, um, you know, other mentors, them listening to me and helping me process what I, you know, was saying and what they were hearing and what they were seeing too. So, um, you know, I, I took that and moved forward with that. And so um, being able to take a break um, is important, I think. Um, and it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a year. You know, everybody's time frame is different. It could just be a couple hours, maybe, I, who knows. But um, that was what I needed at that time. And so to continue to still work is because I knew I wanted, that's what I wanted to do. Right, I knew right. that was my skill set. That's what I'm good at and I'm, I'm happy. Right. And so you still were in a very similar field. And I mean, I guess I was thinking with the getting derailed a little bit, I guess I was thinking with pursuing the other graduate programs. Um, But, but were you thinking that you got derailed from your initial, uh, by your initial field, the initial field that you worked in, or, or were you thinking by the graduate programs that you were um, pursuing at first before you found this one? I just Um, want to clarify. No, absolutely. I think it's a little bit of both because um, I, right, like that whole concept, because if I would have just applied right into CFD, right, that would have been a whole different journey for me because that was a field that I was already familiar with Mm -hmm. and staff and faculty. And so going to another program um, and it's like relearning everything possibly. Um, I remember them telling me too, and I asked, you know, like, I didn't get accepted. Can you tell me, you know, some of the things that you were looking for? And they were talking about, um, I didn't have enough cultural experience. Hmm. And I thought, huh, right. The, and I was like, okay, I speak three languages. Um, and I work, yeah. uh, I'm Filipino. <laughs> so just, I, I, I understood it in the way of, um, you know, working with other families possibly oh, right okay. um i my background was working with um the community at sdsu um again i was like okay i took so i took that and i thought all right well thank you and i moved forward from that but again so being derailed it's almost like maybe it wasn't a derailment maybe right we have right. to it. it was just the path that was where i was going and i think it prepared me and that's what i remember thinking back during my master's program um because I had to go through the process of forgiving myself for, you know, you know, not having, trying not to have regret, right? Cause that can also take on a lot, like hence not, you know, going into the field. But so again, going back to what you were saying, um, I, I, it's not necessarily a derailment. It was just taking the scenic route. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember reflecting. I took the scenic route to where I got to, right? I needed, and it actually helped me right prepared me for the master's program it right. really it really having did having that work experience yes i mean it, it can really enrich your master's program yeah that's why i was thinking oh i'm not sure i would think about yeah i wouldn't think about your your work experience i wouldn't <laughs> consider that a yeah. derailment no, it wasn't no me personally though but i'm not you i mean yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah. you're right. Yeah, that, that's probably not the best choice of words anyway, because, um, yeah, we know that everything like kind of leads us to where we're, we ultimately end up. It was, you're right. Yeah. Start. No, no. And thank you. And thank you for working through that as well <laughs> with me on that. And thank you for working um, through it with me. I just want to be sure. <laughs> I, it's just interesting to me, you know, that you 
you know, you were someone who was able to like experience a little bit of burnout, go through it and still end up in not the same field, but a pretty similar, you're still working with a similar population. I think yes. sometimes people, you know, maybe they get to a point of burnout where they just have to completely abandon the field. Um, and, um, it's, yeah. it's notable that you were able to get through that. No, absolutely. And just to, and thank you for clarifying um, the information. And also um, an additional to that is it was more of a personal it wasn't the professional. Right. I mean, yes, it was my professional field, but I think it was just my own personal burnout, right? Gotcha. That identifying that because as I can, I didn't change fields, right? I didn't change careers. Mm -hmm. um, I still continued in that and child development. Gotcha. And so now tell me about your experience um, with the classes um, in the graduate certificate program. And then also the master's program. Like, what was your experience in these uh, in these graduate oh, with gosh. your graduate study? Yeah. Um, again, it was just uh, it felt so surreal. I like a a little kid with so much excitement. Like internally, that's how I was feeling. Like I'm back here, right, sitting in the seats. It reminded me back when I changed majors, right? When mm -hmm. I my undergrad, it was that feeling coming back again, and it was really exciting because I was now learning another level. Right. Wow. It was more focused on um, we were talking about attachments, right? Really fine tuning a lot of what I already knew in child development, but wow. adding on to it, right? Extending it, extending my knowledge. And really, it was mind blowing. And I say mind blowing a lot about the mind, about the brain, and just thinking, wow, I wish I would have known this stuff earlier, right? Yeah. Like in my earlier um, experiences, but you know, everything comes when it's supposed to come, right? And mm -hmm. the timing of it all. And so I, that's what I really appreciated it. And I, the staff, the faculty, they're just all so amazing. Um, again, faculty who are there still from my undergrad, that was just wonderful. And then meeting all the new faculty who are contributing to my new knowledge, that is just huge. Again, coming from that, the, the teaching aspect for those teachers, right? Um, investing in us students. Um, so your role, right, as a, as a professor too. And so it's just the impact that we, we get from that is it's just huge. And um, again, the experiences, I was learning a lot about myself through the program. There was a lot of personal growth. Again, I am, I'm raising young children myself. So there was applicable there in my relationships, um, in my family, in my friendships, I mean, and even in my um, experiences through work, it was just really, I guess, holistic, right? It was the program was, and the graduate certificate, again, it's, it's all blended together for me, um, really radiated into my whole life, I should say. Yeah. Just really huge impact. So um, the classes were, were tough, and I think, um, the, the, the program, the cohort that we were in, that was again, another, um, I guess, I don't wanna say life service, but that support, yeah it's like our own little village within the program, right? Like the people that you can rely on who's going through the same things. And what I really appreciated too was the um, camaraderie, the, the sharing of information in the sense that, you know, um, if some, the helping hand, right? Mm -hmm. When somebody is struggling somewhere, it's, how can we help them, right? And right. is it that you don't understand? You know, and that was really key because we're learning from each other. And I feel like um, there was moments where I remember having conversations where they were asking me about some experiences of working with families because there were um, some students too who hadn't had a lot of that experience yet, 
uh, of working with families already and directly and you know and so um, I've had those conversations too and it really helped me because having that background um, really made the learning more what's the word applicable and interesting yeah. and it was just like I said an extension of what was already there and that's just amazing to my for myself so that whole experience and so it was just really great and I, I'm just so grateful that I had that opportunity too because I my my husband was there to support me my mom was here to support me um, I was working full-time my work I'm so grateful for them too but in the professors and all my teachers and um the instructors in the program, um, the flexibility of the program in the sense that, um, again, we're in the field of early childhood mental health and understanding the students' mental health through the process as well is really key. And so it's just this full circle um, of, you know, learning about self-care and learning about um, taking care of ourselves, even though we want to be our best as a student, knowing our boundaries, knowing when to ask for help. That's something huge I learned in my undergrad. Um, and have carried with me. And I share that too with others. Like, you know, I know it's hard to ask for help um, because it it exposes a, a small part of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that was something I had to, to overcome and I had to hear it. And after experiencing it now, I'm like, oh, I'm always asking for help <laughs> whenever I need help. But um, it is fearful for those after speaking to others too, that it's, you know, um, it's showing, you know, that you're vulnerable and that, you know, that you may not know something, but anyways, I'm sorry, I'm going off a little bit, but, um, no, no, I think that that's one of the, um, that's one. I, when I talk to people who went through graduate programs and it, even in my own graduate programs, especially in my master's program and, and even the, the doctoral program to a certain extent, although I had a unique experience with that because I was one of the first, like cohort members to go through that one so that was a little wow. bit different but especially in my yeah but especially in my master's program and then especially with my with other people I know who've gone through graduate programs we talk about how that if it's a cohort model how valuable that is it is yes. so valuable um even if it's not you can kind of create that experience I know my yes. master's program wasn't exactly that kind of same strict cohort model um but either either way, just that experience of sharing and helping each other and like comparing notes, um, you know, and it, it's a very collaborative process. Yes. Um, you're, you're sharing a lot in terms of discussion within the classroom and then outside of the classroom, ideally, you're yeah. also sharing resources and talking through things and helping each other out and helping each other to understand how to apply the concepts. And yes, it is so enriching when you're able to bring work experience to a graduate program. And so I know that you were a valuable classmate to have. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. and then it's, it's, it's valuable for you because like you said, it's more applicable. You've got these examples where you, have, you can easily have these aha moments of, oh gosh, you can think back to when this happened, you know, exactly. with this child or this family, but then you can also share that with your classmates um, and, yeah. and enrich the, um, classroom environment. So yeah, that's always invaluable. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I wanted to also share the, the way the program was, like you mentioned the cohort that was, I think quite where we had, again, um, in the graduate certificate program, we had a, a small cohort there and we had a reflective supervisor and, and then we had also an onsite coach 
that would, you know, because um, we did practicum during that time as well um, for that one year. And so that was really helpful. It was like the, the team effect, right? right. And the support on-site coach that would come and visit me on site. And then um, of course, our reflective supervision um, that we had too with our group, that was all key. And that continued into the master's program as well. Not necessarily the on-site coaching, um, but we did experience their, um, our intern our um, internship then and so that was also another great experience too of course for everyone and then um yeah it was just the design how the the program and again i don't know other programs but i know the one that i experienced was for me the one of the best i think for a learning environment and just in our field in general yeah yeah so um tell me a little bit about i guess toward the end of your program um, so as you're winding down your time in the graduate program and then tell me like, you know, kind of why well, you were working full time the whole time, which was great. <laughs> um, that's, that's great that it was so flexible, excuse me. Yes. That's great that it was so flexible, but yeah, tell me about, you know, how you all are wrapping up the graduate program, the master's program, and oh, then gosh. tell me about what your next steps are. Okay. Well, um, I realized I missed a one little step when okay. I was, um, when I got into the master's program, I decided to, um, I recognized the responsibilities. And so I communicated with my supervisor at that time that I will most likely need to um, resign as a site supervisor because I was running a big school um, of like, oh gosh, over a hundred families. And so I knew that, that I wasn't going to be able to do that and go to school full time because I made the decision to go to, to do the program full time versus part time, um, another option. And so, again, when things line up for you, so it just so happened that year there was another site that was going to be opening and it was a, um, a well, not opening that she was taking on in this area. And it was, um, oh my gosh, it was an infant program. Mm -hmm. So, that opportunity came where I can be the site supervisor for this small program, which was um, providing childcare for teen parents who were continuing their high school education. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so, so that's just a small component right there. I'm sorry, that's a whole nother conversation, but that experience aligned with my master's program. Yeah. Again, another just avenue right and so here I am oh gosh I'm getting the chills so I had this opportunity again and their program ended at like 2 2 30 mm -hmm. so it did not affect my night schooling that wow. so right it's just it's like what this is like a nice little package how can this be right and it was it was exactly what I needed in order to continue my master's program yeah um and the experiences that I got through that too and the learning I had again, right? Learning from these these moms, these families, because it was a girls' school, yeah. and um, yeah, and so I did that for two years. So that was the two years during my master's program. I was running the um, the infant program, infant toddler program there, uh, or site, and then so while I'm in the program, again, still working full time, um, I when graduation came. So I knew, okay, I had this, again, another vision in that transition was that I was um, going to step away from the site supervisor role because I knew that there was um, another another role for me. And so in this program, 
right? I remember I started off as a teacher in this nonprofit. My original goal was program specialist. So here I am in this, this full journey of this experience. Um, I knew that there was something else I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to become a program specialist mm -hmm. for, them. and there was a mental health field within the program. Mm -hmm. And so I had my eye, like I, I, you know, when you know where you want to go, right. And you, it just, you do all the things to help you get there pretty right. much. So I was, I asked questions. I taught and my, all my supervisors were aware of this, like, this is my journey. And they supported me through that. And I'm just so grateful for that because again, when others, you know, invest and help in your own growth and development to be, you know, to reach your accomplishments, that is just so uplifting. Right. And um, so Again, so here's this transition. I every, you know, they knew I was going to be graduating. I was just kind of like taking feelers. I'm like, I don't, I'm not really sure what was going to happen. It really, I knew I wanted to join that team, but if there's no positions, you know, what was going to be my option? And so I did after graduation. I did continue that summer as um, a site supervisor, kind of covering um, to the sites that were opened that summer. And thankfully, an opportunity came up in that area, and I was able to get that position. So now I'm a mental health program specialist and I've been in that position for the last three years since graduation, actually. So that's so cool that you <laughs> yeah. saw it. And, uh, well, first of all, it's really cool that like, like you spoke up and advocated for yourself. You said, hey, you know, I just, I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to manage this <laughs> huge site while I'm in school. Um, yeah. So you, you were really an advocate for what you needed. And then it turns out that there was another really interesting role to kind of add another layer ex of experience, you know, yes. working with team moms, how, how incredibly rewarding, but then it's a smaller center and infant and toddlers, the age group you love. Yes. It worked out perfectly, the timing <laughs> and everything. And then um, you see this um, program, spell mental health program specialist, you can just kind of see it there and um, let it be known that that's something that you're interested in and um, eventually you, you find yourself in that role. So tell us about your day-to-day -day work in that role. Oh, gosh, um, it's so interesting because again, knowing I saw it from the other end, right? As a mm -hmm. teacher, as a site supervisor, or as a supervisor is to say, um, seeing the program specialists coming in and supporting. And so now that's what I am doing. I am um, basically, I'm part of um, a team. And so basically, and that it's a comprehensive team where it's, um, you know, there's health, there's nutrition, um, oh gosh, family, community partnerships, disabilities. So it's that wraparound services um, that we provide for the families. And so um, when the sites um, need additional support, whether the family identifies it or if the teacher, um, you know, identifies it and either through um, the assessment tools or just communication from parents or just through observations, they'll um, send a request to our team for additional support. And so um, from there, we'll come in and it's a, a huge part of what we're doing here is the early childhood mental health consultation component really now is what my work it really is. And so what is collaborating with the staff at the site and collaborating with the families mm -hmm. and providing support in the social emotional development and, you know, and identifying if those with challenging behaviors if needed, or if it's developmental needs. Um, that's I mean, my role in that sense where I, I get, we're assigned different sites 
And so um, any of the, anything that comes up, I will be supporting those sites. And so it's really that component of consultation with uh, families mm -hmm. and building those relationships to, to have that trust, right? And, um, and how to support them in the areas that of their needs and collaborating with them as well as with the teachers. Mm -hmm. And so um, again, our my role, and I'm seeing it kind of evolve a little bit as I've been there for, for three years now, um, is really helping the teachers with the tools um, that's needed to support that child in the classroom. Yeah. It could be also helping the teacher in itself or the family, um, but it's really just identifying where the needs are. And so creating um, intervention plans for the child okay. and um, if needed, that is of course um, providing, we resource else too, as far as provide resources to um, the families if they needed to um, um, additional support so if like for therapies, we do resource out. We don't do that internally. We, do, we resource out for that. Um, so it's a great experience to see this other side, right? Because again, I was on the other side and now on this other end and knowing that everything that I've learned and experienced, I'm able to apply it in my current role. And um, yeah, sorry, it just gets all, it's, it's exciting stuff, but at the same time, so hard at the time because my role has shifted this past year from the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a whole nother component, right? We're, we go into the classrooms, we observe, we, um, you know, we, we observe the children, we, um, we're meeting with the teachers, you know, there's all this stuff that's quite difficult virtually. Um, but, you know, we've been doing it. Um, and how our support looks in a different way too. So, right, we're all learning through that. But um, I do look forward to being able to go back into the classroom and being able to provide hands-on support, role modeling, coaching. It's like all of those components, the mentoring part as well. Um, and taking, I guess, the leading part of that early childhood mental health understanding and background mm -hmm. really takes lead in that whole area because it's not only just, again, working with the child, it's the staff that are working with the child, um, the staff working with the staff, um, the families and the families, you know, just all of us collaborate. Yeah. So, can, so can yeah. you give us an example of um, hypothetical, obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, like what it might look like for you to get a call or get an email about some specific child or specific family and like walk us through like what the journey oh. might be. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely so. Um, my supervisor um, will let, you know, send me the request over, I'll look at it and then I'll um, confirm it with the site supervisor who sent it and then um, make arrangements for at the time site visits um, or a call. And, and is this normally like after there's been some sort of behavioral issue or some sort of concerning, I guess, what, what would prompt that uh, communication? No, absolutely. Um, whether it be identified in the, the tools. So we use the ages and stages questionnaires. Okay. Um, and so there's a process through that if there's a parent concern or if there's anything um, on the ASQ that is, there's specific, there's specifics for requirements for um, a request, right, mm -hmm. for support. And so if it's, I am sure, like for example, um, they, a family identified on their assessment tool that they're having challenges with their child's behavior. So that will prompt, um, the teacher will let the site supervisor know and they'll send a request, they'll, I'll receive it, I confirm the request, and then I make arrangements to um, 
to call it, um, to meet on site. Sorry, I'm trying to remember right. I've been virtual. Um, yeah, so yeah, go yeah, on site. Yeah. Um, so we go on site, and I will um, also I saw, I'll communicate with the teacher and also connect with the parent at that same time. Try you know reach out to the parent, let them know because they um, would need to get parent permission for that request. Right. So um, again, it's sometimes it could be identified as from the teacher, but again, we're going, we're sticking with the um, tool. So it was identified there. So during that time, the teacher's having that conversation. Um, you know, we have um, a team, additional staff members that can support you in this area. Um, if, with your permission, can we send that request? And so the parent has the idea now already. And so when I call, I'm, you know, introducing myself and um, letting them know that, you know, I'm, I'm responding to um, these concerns. And then we set up a time that we can meet um, together as a team with the teacher and the, the parent and um, discuss some concerns. But also on during that time on the phone, I'm already gathering information mm -hmm. from the parent and having, a, you know, some, and it can be sometimes, um, again, if it's challenging behaviors, I've been able to identify like the behaviors aren't at school, for example, if the teacher says, oh, you know, we don't see the behaviors at school, it's only at home. So then that's something that we'll talk about at home and kind of identify um, what are some of the changes occurring, um, you know, kind of getting a little gathering information, right? To kind of help right. understand what, and it, it could be as simple as like, oh yes, I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant and I'm gonna have a child. You know, there's like those simple, it could be as simple as that, I should say like, you know, we're, or I'm expecting there's changes in our routine. So the child's behavior, the child's communicating that, you know, that there's all these changes going on at home, possibly. So depending on what the parent is saying, um, you know, supporting them and guiding them in those areas. Okay. Um, yeah. That you know, makes could, total sense. Yeah, yeah. You're able to be like, yeah, that um, you help coordinate what the child and family needs, but you're also the person who is there to provide the education and support. And if they yeah. need additional resources, then you refer that out. Yes, yes. So. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no problem. No, no, it's, it's super interesting. And so um, how long have you been in this role now? Um, three years. Three years. And so, and so basically you had to do all of this, you had to attempt to do it virtually. Um, this past year during the pandemic. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Wow. Lots of yes. Zoom meetings, I guess. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> lots of calls and lots of Zoom meetings. Yeah. And, um, and it's a different component. Um, again, it's, again, not being able to be in the environment. Right. You know, and seeing the nonverbal cues or right. to see, you know, all those different observations. So, um, but that's where the collaboration is important, right? The communication with the parent, helping the parent ident identify and make those observations. Yeah. You know, and helping them. Um, it's like what you're already doing, you see, you know, in supporting them through that. Well, this has been super duper interesting. Okay, are, is there anything that um, I didn't ask that you wanted to share. And do you have any advice uh, that you'd like to offer for students or new professionals, maybe who are interested in the field? Um, yes, absolutely. Well, I just wanted to just give thanks and just first expect get gratitude for this opportunity to share my story. So thank you very much, Erica, and and to everyone, my family, to God. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you know, for. How, to have this story and to share it and to everyone who you know I'm just so grateful for the, all those experiences I had because it really 
guided me to here. My family, my friends, my previous coworkers, my current co, you know, everyone who has invested in me. And so that's just really huge. I think to share is to look back at where you're at, you know, as students are going through their journey, every journey is very individual, very unique and to embrace it and to give yourself grace and to, to forgive yourself through those challenges, because there's those moments as we've heard through my story that can take you down a different path, but not knowing that that's the path that you're supposed to go through already. Right. right? Not knowing that these things are supposed to be there and just being present in the moment, I think. Um, And, and advocating also to speak what your needs are. I think that's another thing from my story that I, I, I'm grateful for too, is to be able to voice when things need to change or when things are not okay or uncomfortable. Because um, again, first and foremost, you need to put your, your oxygen mask on. We use that all the time. And so taking care of yourself and your needs is really important um, for, for those who are entering the field or students in themselves right now going through school and you know, everything's online too. And, um, and I know slowly going back, but again, giving thanks to everyone. And then also I, you know, for students coming in, I mean, talk to, to people, ask those questions that, that are, that you have, um, if it's the field you want to go into, um, you know, talk to those people, um, observe, look, um, follow your heart. I think sometimes like this example is, um, I, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher mm-hmm. and even trying different fields, right? I remember, okay, go, I'll go into nursing, but it just wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. Or I was even said computer science, that was way out there. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, uh, but you know, you needed to try those things to know, to be able to identify that that is something you do not want to do, right? So it's not lingering for you. So yeah, I mean, just embracing it all. And, and there's, again, no right or wrong way through it. It's just doing it yeah. one step at a time. That's very good advice. Yeah. And it does really feel like, um, first of all, yes, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I want to express gratitude to you. And I mean, it does, um, it feels like, yes, just this immense blessing when you actually find something that just feels like this is where I'm supposed to be. So, yeah. Absolutely. And it continues on. And that's what's exciting. It's the journey I am in through now. And there's still more ahead. Again, I'm also um, an associate professional clinical counselor. So I'm working towards licensure as well. And so, I mean, that's, again, another part of my journey that is just um, in the process. That's where I am now. I, um, I know I graduated three years ago, but again, my path is different and, and in unique. And so I think again, it just lines up to where you're at and the, the role that I will take on. And I guess it's stay tuned. <laughs> yes. yes. And so what is your, so what was uh, the, the motivating factor for pursuing that um, associate professor, uh, professional clinical counselor designation? Um, well, that's just part of the next part, the program in itself. Um, if I, if you recall, I mentioned the licensed professional clinical counselor. Yes. So our master's program prepared us for licensure. And so that would be our next step, because again, that dream of wanting to be a therapist or, you know, really um, working in that different capacity, but also still being true to working with the children and family. So it's just embracing it all. And so having that licensure is just another, um, I guess, just 
journey experience for myself yeah. um, to have that under my belt. And also I didn't get to share earlier too, though, but I also have this other part where I do want to continue to teach as well, but I'm talking about more, again, my goal for my master's before was to be able to teach at um, a community college or one day teach at like SDSU. Like I have all these dreams. And so I know that um, they will eventually, right? You take one step at a time, but so my, my licensure journey has, has been, it's just started. So I just got that earlier this year. And so um, I'm working towards my hours and I'm, I'm learning through that process too, because I think this path is going to help me um, identify those specific areas I really want to work in. And I can feel myself going back to the um, infant toddler, but coming from the maternal aspect now too. So ma- maternal infant uh, mental health. Wow. Is- so that's again coming from that experience too. So you start to gravitate a little bit to specific areas, of interest, but you go through what you're going through to identify those areas. So just my experience right now. So again, working towards licensure, and then um, we'll you know, we'll see. That'll take some time. Um, again, where I'm still virtual. You know, there's direct services. I have all these different journeys. Um, and I'd go back to the teaching. And so I, I appreciate um, that experience because, again, I experienced it myself, my, yeah. my teacher. So um, that has really impacted me. Um, yes, I know my, my, my parents were my first teachers. Absolutely. And they taught me to respect my teachers because what a journey, a guide, right, from kindergarten to master's program. And all that was a learning experience from all the educators that invested and not just myself, but all the students, right? And so something I really want to give back to, and, and that speaks to my heart too, how, however component I can do that, whether it be virtual or in, hands-on in the classroom, whether it be at a junior college or at a university um, as a lecturer, there's just different paths. And I know that I have those um, different hats that I can wear at different times, so. Yes, and you'll have so much to offer in the classroom. You know, some three you. rich experiences, and because you've ha- because you've had so much um, work experience in the field, I mean, it's just invaluable when you can bring that. Yeah, thank you so much, Erica. Thank I appreciate you. you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Really appreciate it, and I know people are going to benefit from hearing it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the HDFS Careers Podcast. If you have recommendations for HDFS or other family science alumni to interview, please reach out to me at hdfscareers.com. Don't worry if they are not working in a job that would normally be considered in the field. I'm interested in hearing a variety of stories, especially if they are working outside of academia. If you like this podcast and want other people to be able to find it, please rate it and review it in iTunes or share it on social media. Until next time, keep exploring your future possibilities.